In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine, your co-host, editor-in-chief at Betches.com. As always, I'm here with the lovely Casey Balsham. Hello, hello. And Danny Murphy. Hey, guys. (laughs) So I wanted to start this episode with a new game I just made up. Yes. (laughs) Hot off the press. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hot off my brain. It's called That Time I Should Have Been Arrested. And it's exactly what it sounds like subtitle an exercise in white privilege yes (laughs) that's exactly what i was just thinking yeah all right let's go i'll start (laughs) the time i should have been arrested i went to denver to visit well my sister lives in boulder so i went to visit her in boulder and you guys know what i did i tried to bring back edibles but Uh i don't even like weed like i was just doing it to see if i could do it yeah which was not a good idea because i was and i didn't even check a bag i just had it in my carry-on and i was like sweating in the line through security and acting like mad suspicious like going through my bag like oh what's gonna no this and then i had a yogurt and i was like fuck they're gonna find the yogurt and then it's gonna be a domino effect and they're gonna find the edibles and then i'm gonna get arrested um, I did not, but that made me realize I really could not be a drug smuggler. Did you share the edibles once you got to the city? I, with people? Yeah, I gave them to my brother. I was like, here, have Aww. fun. Yeah, you're I like, like I went through a yogurt thing with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so just I know how much I ended up in TSA. Yeah. Just know how much I thought about getting caught. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and appreciate. <laughs> it's the most stressful two minutes of my life. The Denver yes. airport's very efficient. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my moment where I almost got arrested or should have, uh, mm-hmm. I was walking out of a house party as one does in college, going to a bar, and I was like, guys, you can bring your drinks on the street, because that's why. Were you in New Orleans? Emotionally, yes, but uh, <laughs> physically in New York. <laughs> physically, no. Um, but then I was just like, no, guys, it doesn't matter. And I'm waiting online to go into a bar holding, like, I honestly want to say, like, a limerita, so, like, that should be arrested, number one. But I finished, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was going to throw it out somewhere. But right when I was about to go throw it out, a cop came up to me and I was like, ah. what are you doing? And I was like, I was going to recycle it. And they were like, that's not the issue. <laughs> but then they asked me my name and I said my name. I was like, uh, Danny Murphy, panic attack. And they're like, fuck, I'm a Mets fan. And they were in the World Series. So I didn't get it. They said I didn't get a ticket because they were like, it'd be bad luck for the Mets. 
I don't know if they won, but wait, is there a white player on the Mets take. named yeah. Danny Murphy? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was like, go him. Like, yeah, you should have been like, don't you know who my dad is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't you know who I am? Like, <laughs> I'm I, Danny Murphy. Even though I have junior. a softball body, not a baseball body, but that's the point. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, I for me thinking about this, it's not just it's like my whole college, my whole four and a half years of college. I just should not have they should have not let me walk. They should have like they should have taken me in like so many different times. Um, but I will say that there was this one time that me and my roommate we were living in uh, in Brentwood in California and um, I think we went to go see a friend but we had parked our car in the parking lot of like a strip club and anyway, as you do as you do there's always parking there those guys <laughs> the, people walk there uh, but so we just got hammered and I think my friend ended up like passing out so nobody was going to drive home and I and something happened and we were peeing in the park we you know we you know as you pee everywhere <laughs> when you want and you're and you're drunk and I think a cop just came and was just like what are you guys doing and we're like we're hammered and and, and, and then he just took us home my friend passed wow. oh no that no that's what happened we were peeing and he was talking to us and my friend went into the back seat of the car and just no. passed out oh, and I'm oh like God. I guess you gotta go home now and oh, then he wow. just took us from the strip club to our home Wow, wow. kindness yeah. of strangers, Blanche Dubois. The yeah. kindness <laughs> of cop strangers. Oh but uh, I mean, just yeah, we should have been arrested for just peeing everywhere and falling <laughs> asleep at least in the back of a car. Ticket. Ticket, yeah. Or at least, yeah, at least a slap on the. Punish me because I've been thinking I could get away with anything. <laughs> punish me, Jesus How Christ! My experience after? up yeah. until this point has led me to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Morning after a hungover, having to go to a strip club parking lot to pick up your car. Oh, so fun! <laughs> yeah, no, so fun because she made me. It was her car, and she made me come with no. her. I was like, "Bitch, you're the one that passed out in the mag." Yeah. I'm like, "But you're also the reason we got to ride home because she was like asleep." He's like, "I guess we're not. Okay. We're not moving her." I was like, that "Nope." Is iconic. Well, I'm yeah, glad that great. both of your stories involve drinking because there is a good bit of drinking involved in our crime today mm-hmm. a and lot today. <laughs> yeah and at our table today <laughs> true we are drinking franzia mm-hmm. not a sponsorship but i feel like it should be um send us a t-shirt at least yeah, yeah. i'd rock it oh my yeah. god a box wine shirt Ooh, or Fuck just a yeah. box should i just wear the box yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh go away <laughs> yeah so we're drinking franzia which is actually very apropos we did not plan this because we are going to be talking about the disappearance of maura murray And this is a case that we decided to cover just because so many of you guys DM'd Mm -hmm. us at NATC pod to tell us to cover this. So I was like, all right, cool, we'll do it. We're very easy to manipulate. (laughs) Just make a bunch of dummy accounts and send me a million. It could have been two messages. We would have considered it. Yeah. (laughs) Anytime someone sends me one thing, I'm like, okay, cool, I'll consider it. And then I have a list of like 500 cases. I feel like a retired NYPD detective. (laughs) You're just like chewing gum ferociously. Like, I got to figure out the crime. Okay. <laughs> um, so Maura Murray is just kind of like the, I feel like so many people relate to it because she's very much on paper, like a typical college sweet girl uh, from uh, Massachusetts, a town Hanson, uh, from MauraMurrayMissing.org. Um, and she's, I don't love her for this. She was 120 pounds, which <laughs> feels like a slap in the face even now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. brown eyed, brown hair, just kind of like your typical gorgeous, like fun co-ed. All American. Yeah. All American girl. Eat. And that's like, mm-hmm. she was a straight A student, yep. standout athlete, was a nerd, like, was studying to be a nurse and mm-hmm. she was even like in um West Point for a time and that's where she uh met her boyfriend so she had a boyfriend uh and I rub it in I know yeah that's like oh, a 120 sorry. year old <laughs> with a boyfriend and you can run without panting even, I'm like, <laughs> even missing I, girls yeah. have boyfriends <laughs> rude uh, um but yeah she uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Your her daily entire, dose of rude her entire family loved her and said like kept on saying she was so talented so smart kind of like the 
kid probably like in your high school you're like oh they're just like a well-rounded person like, just, right like, not a, not me not no no not no, us no. I was, but other people yeah Mm-mm. i was like she maybe would like let me like help me parallel park once in high school like <laughs> um but then like yeah so she had a uh, was on a uh, campus everything and then uh she had a boyfriend the boyfriend of course was billy Roche, mm-hmm. and they met at uh west point and then but then she transferred from west point to the university of massachusetts where the majority of or almost the entirety of her story takes place. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is um, the picture that is painted by, you know, her family and a lot of the documentaries paints this picture of, like, this perfect um, angelic girl who was a straight-A student and, and an athlete and all that stuff, as we just covered. But there was also this really dark side to Maura Murray that everybody kind of is just, like, poo-pooing around when it's, like, I, f- I feel personally that this stuff is very important because mm-hmm. I think it kind of, you know, when we delve into the theories, I think these all kind of play a part. Maura Murray also, for no reason at all, stole from the Fort Knox gift uh center or whatever the gift, gift shop <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly but it's like you're at Fort Knox yeah. it's kind of, of all known the for places it, of all the places and it was something dumb like a keychain or a pair of earrings but anyway she stole for no reason got caught um she also stole um somebody's identity she stole a credit card number to order pizza and then like went down to collect the pizza and of course got caught but it just just kind of like these weird out of character everyone knows if you're gonna yeah. steal a credit card you order delivery yes right? you do and don't go like, pick it up <laughs> are you kidding me like 2000s like that's hard to d- i feel like that's like it's so much easier to do that now than back then right yeah. they didn't have seamless yeah, yeah. <laughs> technology we weren't we didn't have all of our information on our computers as yeah. we do now mm-hmm. so that, like this had to be like kind of uh, a big Maniacal, thing yeah yeah um so she stole she that had that um as it turns out billy was pretty controlling so it was kind of not a great relationship i think they both kind of had some issues um with each other so in turn it's rumored that well there's people at her school that rumored that she actually slept around a lot and then there's also a rumor that she was just full on cheating but what with even her is sleeping yeah, around a lot yeah. in college yeah. like how do you quantify a lot and can I say now I like her I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean well she was sleeping with people other than her boyfriend that's what yeah. they say sleeping around a lot and then she was possibly having an affair with her track coach um, I feel like that's only according yeah. to the track coach yeah. so <laughs> I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt and also that's very like mean girls like <laughs> yeah. trying pack yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coach Carr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the track coach is just like, I know, I know her. Um, but so there's all these crazy things. There was also rumors that she was very depressed. She was kind of a sad um, individual, even though, you know, you, again, you talk to her family and they're like, the light of our lives, the sunshine of of, uh, of all of Massachusetts. And then her friends were like, this bitch was sad. Like, she was sad. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and she, um, of course, then um, in turns, as we get into the story, um, she was also, she lied about a pretty big thing that kind of led to her disappearance. She told her teachers that she had a dead relative when in fact that was not true Mm -hmm. um and this kind of is where it kickstarts um her disappearance Mm -hmm. is this is kind of the last thing she told people hey i gotta i got a dead grandma i gotta go and fucking poof i guess part of me is like who among us hasn't made up a dead relative to get Mm -hmm. out of class (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i i don't know i think it's interesting (laughs) because no, nobody's perfect. Like no one's just all American <laughs> angel, yeah. right? Right, Hannah right, Montana. right, right. Even Hannah Montana had yeah. a dark side, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Wasn't Hannah Montana the dark side? Yeah, you're That's right. True. I mean, <laughs> the darker the side, character, yeah. the wig with bangs. <laughs> I just think it's interesting because I feel like every person has like different sides, and if you were to go missing, like obviously your family would want to play up the good parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you went missing, your family wouldn't be like. <laughs> 
she was kind of like this a, bitch. She was kind of anyway. Yeah, she drank yeah. all the time. That's what my parents. <laughs> would, actually, my parents say that about me now. Yeah, yeah. So my parents like <laughs> think I do drugs, and I literally don't. If they listen to the first I'm part like, of this episode, alcohol. you're afraid of you're afraid of gummies. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm like yeah. mom and dad. Um, <laughs> your brother, on the other <laughs> hand, loves drugs. Yeah, and yoga. Oh man, yogurt. Um, so yeah, so this is just kind of like a. What do you guys think was more of like? Just from the research that we've all done, uh, what do you think was the truer side to Maura Murray? I, I sort of feel it was kind of like that typical moment of like when you go to college, obviously you act differently when you're home with your family. Like you mm-hmm. kind of put on like a, you're kind of going to communion every day you go home situation <laughs> versus yeah. when you're in college, you're kind of more like even-ish, like th- not the real you, but you kind of amp up the parts that you want to like go to college for. So like yeah. she'd be drinking a little bit more, going out a little bit more, messing around a little bit more. So I feel like she was like a little bit in between, but she kind of took like I my college self. I would just like drink a lot of shots of Smirnoff. Mm. Her thing was stealing credit cards. So like there's that. I mean, I think also, as we just discussed, both of your guys's almost arrests happened in college. And so what if you guys were to go missing right after that happened? Like, yeah, people Mm. would be like, oh, well, he was drinking in public. Yeah, Yeah, she was going hanging out with strippers. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Two year olds. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. No, it is. It's really hard. It's it just it, her her act out seemed to be like that. She's breaking out of this mold that everybody else yeah. had kind of like put her in mm-hmm. to me. Like, obviously, yeah, you're a straight A student. But it seems like she was she was brain smart. But her street smarts were a little. Well, her brother even kind of said cuckoo. that yeah. to the yeah. Boston Globe. He said that she is very smart, but she isn't street smart. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, she got caught like out feeling yeah. rough. But yeah. <laughs> But like, I wonder if this was like the rush for her because well, she also clearly was in this weird relationship. Yeah. So it's like well, some of her decisions were questionable like, at mm-hmm. best. Yeah, because that's something to consider. Like going from a place like West Point, which I can mm-hmm. only assume is pretty strict, strict. Yeah. with a boyfriend who might have not been the best to her. Yeah. And then going to all the way up to UMass where it's kind of like a larger school. It's a huge party school. With new friends. Yeah, big party school. And kind of just being like, oh, this is kind of like a new me situation. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe she was like, I'm just, um, girls were just like the rest of us. Or like what stars. <laughs> They're just girls like just us. They fun. steal yeah. things. Or there something. you go. <laughs> she was. That's what I was looking for. She. Yeah, it's just weird why she chose to do some of those other little things. Yeah. You know, I think it is weird. But I mean, these weird things, I feel like definitely do play into her disappearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want to get into the timeline. Uh, quick disclaimer. Most of this information is per Oxygen, the Boston Globe and the Whitman Hanson Express. Right. All right, so in order to get into the disappearance, we actually have to start a few days before. Mm -hmm. So the weekend of February 9th, 2004, Maura's dad, Fred, was coming to visit Maura to get her a new car. Apparently, she drove like a Saturn, which was a piece of shit. Yeah, (laughs) like honestly, like he would tell her, like, don't drive this far. You're not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Um, Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we do our own special effects here. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. On February 5th, Mora called her sister during a slow point at work, and they talked about guy problems, as you do. Mm-hmm. And then February 6th, 1 a.m., so this is like a few hours after this first phone call, she gets another phone call and is crying slash visibly upset. And her supervisor actually has to comfort her. Yeah. And this phone call was really like, it's kind of discussed uh, about 
when they talk about her disappearance, they talk about this phone call a lot because a lot of people seem to think that this was something that triggered maybe her um, with wanting to leave or run away or something like that. Um, it comes out that the call was from her sister and Maura got really upset because her sister had had a lot of problems with alcohol and with sleeping pills and kind of doing this thing. So her sister was actually in rehab um, and her sister's husband and the sister finally came out and kind of said this whole thing. I was like, my, my head, I was dating this guy. I was very insensitive. Um, I, th- I actually don't remember if it was a boyfriend or a husband. But anyway, he picked her up from rehab and essentially drove her right to a liquor store. Uh, um, men. Which I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's heartbreaking uh. to hear that part. And so, um, so naturally, so the sister, I guess not being strong enough, you know, having her own demons, fell back off the wagon and called Maura to tell her about this. And that's what kind of triggered Maura to be really, really upset. Um, and that is what the phone call, the, the, infamous right. phone call where she kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, was about so a little crazy oh. and and then again interesting when we get into more of more how that kind of plays a part into yeah. some of the things that more purchased before so <laughs> her uh, disappearance yeah. but then so uh after we had the phone call a day or two later Moore's dad fred does end up showing up to get the new car mm-hmm. kind of just get Brand new uh, whip, MTV crib style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then they... <laughs> you yeah. mean Pimp My Ride? Yeah, pimp My Ride. Oh, oh my God. MTV Guys, whip. if someone wants to give me their cable access, I can. <laughs> I will never make an error again. <laughs> um, but then they kind of go to dinner together and one of her friends, Kate, joins. So kind of just like a typical when your parent visits mm-hmm. college, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to dinner. But then Kate and Maura go back to campus to have a party uh, with her new car. And uh, so, or no, she borrowed her dad's car to go to yep. the party on campus. And then um, they were, I have to read this exact uh, <laughs> um, reference that they were doing. Yes. The girls were chatting and drinking sky blue malt mixed with wine. Yeah. What? What is sky huh? blue malt? <laughs> yeah. If like, you know what vodka, sky blue no. malt is, can you please can, tell us? Or also, can you stop drinking? Why are you it? mixing I don't it with <laughs> wine? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how you know I'm old. The only thing I mix with wine these days is club soda. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or ice cubes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and anything <laughs> malt liquor gets you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anything malt liquor gets you fucked up. So just the fact that like wine gets you fucked up and malt gets you f- like this yeah. girl was they were drunk. And my favorite too is that like that came from uh, a Seventeen magazine interview with mm. one of her friends Sarah. So I'm like. I love how like that's all her friend had to offer. Yeah. No details about anything going on. Which, yep. Mora, where could she be? Who knows? She's, She's like, like, I don't know, but I got sky blue malt on the brain. And that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then um, Mora, during the party, said that she wanted to bring her car back to her dad because she was borrowing his car. Um, but weirdly, her dad wasn't staying. Was staying at like a place nearby, and they were already yeah. on campus. So it's sort of just like a rule number one of drinking: don't drive. Mm. <laughs> kind of don't do that. But. Uh, Mora didn't uh, listen to that 100% mm-hmm. and uh, drove around and drove back to her dad's place and then got into a car crash. So yep. her dad's brand new Toyota, shout out to Uber, was mm-hmm. uh, completely messed up with over like 10 grand worth of damage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's also, if she was depressed, like this could really spiral you into a guilt yeah. circle. Of oh, like yeah. Being well, I mean, like, I don't, well, the I weird feel so thing terrible. Is in, in all those interviews, Fred is like, yeah, I wasn't mad about that. I told her, don't worry. I'm yeah. like, my dad would have killed me for that. End of episode. Or, 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 yeah, and yeah, Sarah's yeah. death is solved. Sky yeah. Blue Malt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, all, it's one of those things where you have to like check in. And I would, ass- I mean, I, I don't, like I would assume that um, his other daughter would have told him about her struggle or at least more and him would have talked about that over at dinner. So kind of, you know that that's But on maybe they didn't want to go into it in front of the friend. That's true, yeah. But the other weird thing about her driving even at all was 
it was truly unnecessary aside from the fact that she was drunk like all she was gonna pick her dad up at his hotel in the really? morning yeah. that was always the plan like there was no reason for her to drop that car off at 3 yeah. 30 a.m no and i feel like it's one of those things like even for something like when you have that drunk friend who's like i'm gonna text my ex and you're like don't do that and then you leave thinking okay i told them not to 20 minutes later they're on the phone crying for five times in a row so it's sort of one of those she might have just been in a mindset where nothing was unfortunately yeah. holding her back from she doing was that. going yeah. to drive that car by hook or by crook yeah yeah exactly so then um so then we kind of wonder we're like what uh, is sort of in her headspace going on. So we clearly kind of can assume she's sort of, like you said, spiraling or set mm-hmm. off by a lot of the, mm-hmm. like she just three days ago, she got a phone call from her sister saying that she fell Relapse. off the wagon yeah. with an unsupportive boyfriend, mm-hmm. gets into a car crash, ruins her dad's car. That's a lot. A day. Mm-hmm. And then so kind of just like so much spinning in her head on top of like school and her boyfriend and her relationships. And speaking of her boyfriend, she emailed him on February 9th I got your message, but honestly, I didn't feel like talking to much of anyone. I promised a call today, though. And um, from Boston Magazine, they got that quote. And also that uh, she looked into renting a Bartlett condo that she and her family had vacationed in the past. So it's sort of like, was she looking just to get away? Like, what yeah. was sort of her end game for this? So then um, this is when she kind of gets into the email that we were talking about, where she emailed a work supervisor and mm-hmm. teachers that she'd be out of town due to a death in the family that we now obviously no did not happen was a lie and wasn't a lie <laughs> um so then she's kind of just like things are obviously like <laughs> turning a lot in her head she called 1-800 ghost out which uh is a catchy phone number but uh it's a place where you can reserve hotels in vermont so she sort of is like brainstorming a lot of she's places planning to- something plan. there's yes. something going on there is yeah. something the gears absolutely are turning yeah, yeah there's and, something's happening yeah so uh the last thing she does is leave a voicemail to her boyfriend and then at about like 3.30 p.m. She's off campus in her Saturn sedan, in her Saturn sedan uh, going to who knows where. Yeah. This is obviously where we sort of lose pieces of her timeline. But we do know that at 3.40 p.m. she withdrew $280 from an ATM. Then she went to a liquor store um mm-hmm. okay this is like literally my favorite detail it's but so weird. she spent like 40 dollars at the liquor store yeah. and bought like kalua vodka box wine and i think one other thing yeah i know she, i feel like i know she bought like i thought it was, was maybe it another bottle of wine or, or, or something a, a like a bottle that. of beer something she just bought in a that ton family. of liquor yeah, for 40 dollars yeah. yes and so she, this is my favorite detail of the yeah. case she Thank was you. going somewhere to party, to party whatever yeah. she was doing they were she out of was, sky blue <laughs> yeah they had no malt liquor but yeah. she was like i am getting out of here and i'm drinking a box of wine yeah i don't know i mean then she doesn't know that you can do that at your own house yeah, as you did <laughs> as i did two nights ago <laughs> hello party time then 4 37 p.m is the last recorded use of her cell phone she calls to check her own voicemail and we don't really know for sure when mora left to go drive up north mm-hmm. um but the next time she was seen is later that evening in the white mountains hamlet of haberville new hampshire after she crashed her car into a snowbank again. I mean, Maura, like this is, what the hell are you up to? What are you, yeah. I mean. That's the crazy thing. Uh, I feel like doing? when a lot of, I think that this might be why so many people are captivated by this case. It's because when I've covered other disappearances, mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot less info. It's usually like they went out to party and they never came back or she went for a drive and never came back. But this girl was clearly planning something. That's the, because like it, it 
if it was one thing where it's like she went missing after the party when she was going to return her right. dad's car and then just kind of drove off, you can sort of case close it or think in your head, oh, okay, she was drunk driving, probably got in an accident or something. But no, she was, as we know, relatively level-headed, planning with a motive of her own that is undisclosed, a next step for just her. Yeah. Covering tracks, emailing professors, leaving right. voicemails to boyfriends, Looking stuff like up that. hotels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um in the oxygen... Uh, in the oxygen dock, this is another kind of like black hole part of this story. Um, they, um, the two people that were doing the dock, recreated the drive from the liquor store to the crash site, um, and there was a whole hour uh, that they got there basically an hour earlier than the timestamps of Laura mm. Murray's crash and the timestamp from the ATM and the liquor store. So there's also all these theories that like, where did that other hour go? Like, did she stop anywhere else in between? And that's also a part that is just yeah. did she sit such in the a mystery. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Did she meet she, up with people? Yeah. Did she stop? Yeah. Did she stop anywhere to go get a drink? Yeah. Did she go get food? Like what happened in this weird hour? Is that like, did, was she stuffing the uh, in the rag and the yeah. whatever? <laughs> there's know. all kinds of weird shit that, that could have been happening in that time. But there is one hour that's unaccounted for that's wild we don't know about that hour but we do know that around 7 20 p.m a school bus driver butch atwood saw mora's car in an embankment and he stopped to ask if she needed help and according to him she declined his help and said that she had already called AAA. but he knew that was a lie because there was no cell reception in that area right weird so then he drove 100 yards back to his house and called police at 743. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually wasn't the first person to call the police, though, because at 727, a woman named Faith Westman had called the Grafton County Sheriff's Department to report the vehicle. Um, but it just seems like Mora really didn't want the police to show up, which I guess yeah. if it was like my second car accident in yeah. like almost as many days <laughs> yeah. i probably wouldn't want the cops to show yeah. up either and that kind of shows she's like fast on her feet too i mean obviously the cell reception was a clear uh, true false like kind of like dug her up for that but like all the things like emailing her professors doing everything she kind of knows how to like web a story yeah well true. i mean i think also part of these other things that she did stealing the identity don't like she had a dark side like she was a little she was a little sketchy like to be honest like she was a little sketchy <laughs> bitch was sketchy okay. <laughs> um, and uh i know butch changed his story a bunch i think at one point he said she wasn't drunk and then other reports mm-hmm. say that she was drunk when he actually saw her getting in a crash so chances are she might have this crash might not have been planned um, but she might have just gotten to another drunk wreck. But at 7.46, um, the police arrived at the scene. So uh, 7.20, he sees her. 7.46, the police get there. So it's 26 minutes for her to just vanish because nobody was inside Probably or even less, actually. Yeah. Because if he's yeah. only, if he calls police at 7.43, he gets home at 7.43. Yeah. I don't know how far it takes to drive 100 yards in a school say, bus. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it's probably a shorter window of time that she's last seen and goes missing. Yeah. It's really, it's it's really truly a quick window for somebody to absolutely cover all of their tracks. Especially it's kind after of being incredible. in a car crash, like you're shaken up in your body, I'm assuming. And being drunk. Stiff and so, yeah. And, and it was the middle of winter, so yeah. it was fucking freezing. Mm-hmm. There was inches and inches and feet and there was a lot of snow. I know, there was miles. So many, there was miles. The I walked metric unit three too? miles oh my God. in yeah. the snow, back and forth, <laughs> uphill. Um, but basically, by the time the police officers got there, she was fucking out of here. Nobody was inside or outside of the car. The car was locked. Um, but inside the car, they ended up finding some red stains, which they believed that were wine, which, you know, goes with our theory that she was hammered. 
Um, <laughs> but they uh, they were in the inside and the outside of the car, um, and they also found an empty beer bottle and a damaged box of wine, also in the car. Um, basic car things. There's a AAA card issued to Murray. Uh, blank accident report forms, which I think are important because they were she got those because of the initial crash from her dad's car. So it shows mm-hmm. that she was still thinking about things in the future. So uh, to me, it means that something you know happened that this wasn't. I don't know. I just think that she was planning on, on coming back from this trip. Gloves, which they used for the cadaver, the cadaver dogs, but mm-hmm. apparently there were new gloves. They had never been worn. Um, and then just basic stuff, CDs, all this stuff. And then a bunch of driving directions to um, Burlington, Vermont, and Stowe, Vermont. Um, and then, but all of her like debit cards and credit cards and her cell phone, all of that was missing, which is kind of weird. And they yeah. haven't been used again. And they were oh. never used again. Yes. Um, and also kind of like the weirdest thing that I feel like with the car um, the, like the police found like a rag stuffed inside the muffler pipe yeah mm-hmm. which after googling what a muffler pipe is <laughs> that's a pretty that's not where rags are not supposed to go in there I mean yeah. don't always go- google muffler pipe because you'll probably see some unless on a Friday night yeah. dirty <laughs> things uh, uh, a rag and a muffler pipe yeah. <laughs> that, that's a sex position for sure <laughs> uh, woo. Um, yeah so that's just kind of uh, interesting of like did she put that there was that put there like just like a another twist to this but it was believed to be mm-hmm. her own rag yes yeah. it wasn't just like a random from one. her yeah. um, roadside kit yeah and her dad later came out on the oxygen dock mm-hmm. her dad said that actually he taught her this trick about the rag because he's like your car is such a piece of shit that it will smoke but if you ever want to get past a police test which that doesn't even make sense to me but this mm. is what he said but he told her to stuff a rag so when they were asking him about it in the documentary he was like ah, i told her to put the rag there and he doesn't talk like that but uh, i just had, I had to just, you know, yeah, establish a character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh also in the car oh, oh an interesting fact especially since we're so fascinated with what she bought with liquor the liquor was gone oh that's she took true her credit cards i mean you gotta take your loved ones with you yeah. you, know? <laughs> you do you have to save all you can oh, um titanic lifeboat yes. yes and there were also sleeping pills which um i found there was one prescription that was full and one that was empty which was interesting to me seeing as alcohol and pills were her sister's problem and then here's mora just mm-hmm. like sad about it and following in the phone and saying, it's just sad. Maybe. It's, just yeah. sad. it's really, really weird. Um, so anyway, uh, what happens then is when the police come, it's Sergeant Smith and Butch Atwood, um, the, the bus driver. Um, they both start driving around the area searching for Mora. Um, they leave at like 927. So they gave it a solid, what is that, almost two hours um, that they look for them. They went around the back roads um, and they basically said that she was, I mean, she was gone. This is mm-hmm. this is the account from them just kind of searching everywhere. They walked up a bit. They drove around and... They had no sight of her, not even like footprints yeah. either, which is bizarre. And then, because like, of the snow. Yeah, and then like uh, as the search kind of continued and people mm-hmm. more and more got involved, um, her family was there and everything like that. And kind of like you mentioned, the dogs tried to find her scent, but with no luck at all. But mm-hmm. then, at uh, her boyfriend and his family arrived to New Hampshire to try and help. Um, but then, when uh, my this is like kind of like a spooky part. When the boyfriend and his family was flying to New Hampshire to help with the search. His phone was on a. His phone was off uh, because he was flying. So, uh, but during that, he received a voicemail that people believe was Murray uh, sobbing, and we have a clip of them describing that. Ugh. The message basically, uh, in and of itself, was just uh, a woman breathing, and then possibly a whimper or some sort of noise at the end, which we believe to be her. Uh, and I'm, I just <laughs> imagine getting off the plane and getting that voicemail. I feel like. The craziest thing is there's no real way to know that that was her. Because I, I feel like I remember phones back then. If someone left you a voicemail and didn't tell you who it was, like, 
their number wasn't automatically like sent to your phone yeah. or anything. And I know it was made from like a calling card, so she like right. no one can really determine the source of the phone or where it came from. Can we also? I thought also at this point they were broken up, weren't they? Uh, well, because the last thing that she said to him was that she just kind of needed some space and a break, and that was the email. Yeah, she said she didn't feel like. I mean, they were still talking talk, because he yeah. called they her. They were still talking, but I she thought that they were back. kind of on the rock. It was a. Ro- I think they were yeah. definitely in like the rocky roads part of their relationship. Okay. Okay. But then I don't know because I watched a lot of. It was either Twenty Twenty or Dateline or one of those types of programs, mm-hmm. and I feel like. I remember Billy's mom saying that like they were going to get married and all this stuff. So I don't know. There's kind of inconsistent reports. Yeah, there are. Cause it's like, they also, her family talks about him. Like the dad is like, he was a good guy, but both the sisters are like, we fucking hated him. Yeah. yeah and the mom is like, we loved Mora. Like the, yeah, his, his mom. mom. I feel yeah. His mom. It is very a very weird. interesting idea, like a uh, vibe too of the entire um, case of like, kids and their parents and the relationships they have of like who they are and who they really are and kind of the mix between that for sure and that's why i feel like i feel like this case resonates with so many people especially in college because they can kind of relate to being this poster child because we're all sketchballs like being a poster (laughs) child in the suburbs and when you get to your campus you're kind of like putting on a different hat or something like that yeah yeah a poster child in the streets Um. and (laughs) an identity thief in the sheets in the sheets of sorts i don't know New catchphrase of the show. There we go. Welcome. There we go. I think this is pretty much where most of the evidence ends until recently. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I know Fred at least had some issues with the police. Who doesn't join the club? Mm -hmm. Um, his thing was that neither the New Hampshire State Police nor the Haverfill, Haverhill Police questioned anyone who lived in the vicinity of where Amora was last seen until 36 hours after her disappearance. And anyone who's watched a single crime show knows yes. that the first 24 hours are crucial. Mm-hmm. And even if you want to extend the first 48, because there's also right. that show too. 48, right. yeah. But they're basically but like they did after it within 36. Yeah. So happened, I mean, yeah. oh, that's right. 36 hours. I was my math. My math was like my math was like, but also 48. Yeah. <laughs> not realizing that right, 36 right. was smaller. I apologize. One glass. So of wine. that's his like first gripe. He also says that the New Hampshire police didn't investigate the possibility that Mora was abducted, and. I, I think I read this either on Wikipedia or somewhere mm-hmm. that like pretty close to the time after the disappearance, they were basically telling the family that they thought she either died of exposure or yeah. committed suicide. Yeah. And they were like, wait, we don't think that at all. Yeah. Um, they also never contacted the last people that Maura had called on her cell phone, who were the condo owners in Massachusetts where they had vacationed right. in the past. Yeah. yeah. And this is where we talked about the glove. Mm-hmm. So they had used a glove to track Maura's scent using bloodhounds. As we know, the bloodhounds like lost the scent about a hundred yards into the woods. I think it's not a hundred yards. The magical number. I, uh, I might be off on that measurement. But they lost Inches, the scent. Feet, miles. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty close yeah. into the woods. And Fred also had a problem with the glove that the police used to track Morris' scent using the bloodhounds. And we have a clip of him just talking about why he had an issue with that. But if they had asked me, I'd have given them something that she used all the time, like running gear or something like that. But I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she did wear it, but it was pretty new. So that could have just been like an example of the police just taking 
an easier route yeah. and being like this glove yeah. is here let's use it and not really digging deeper Could, to think if this will be useful that's mm-hmm. the thing i know for a lot you need something that smells so has such a scent of the person they're looking why for. do you know that i mean i just <laughs> know that they i only told you yes. one reason why i almost didn't get arrested <laughs> <laughs> i i think that there was a, a certain point of uh, do you guys think that this case was just beyond new hampshire police to deal oh. like i think that they had what no do you idea think are the biggest crimes in new hampshire yeah <laughs> like people like just accidentally like yeah. i don't even I have like an i don't know something rich something that latte, rich you know what I mean? yeah i was gonna <laughs> like say that's... like drunken brawls like what do you do in that yeah. state besides drink and yeah. like ski maybe yeah. ski boys i don't know <laughs> ski boy. oh man uh, we i just i i so i can see how fred would have been so frustrated to be like these cops aren't even taking my fucking yeah. daughter's disappearance they're basically given up they didn't even start it they just think that she because i think the cops really did convey that they thought that she was just a teenager who was like, well they, they conveyed that to him yeah. and to the boyfriend's yeah. family but i yeah. also think that when you're the parent of a missing person you're unless the police find your person like your kid you're immediately you're going to be pissed at them so you always feel like they could be doing more. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you, cause your kid is like, you're only, you have tunnel vision. That's the only yeah. thing you care about. The yeah. police have a huge caseload. Yeah. I mean, do you guys think that they were neglectful or incompetent at all? I feel like it's yes. kind of what you were touching. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they could have obviously been doing more, but I feel like also the amount of crew and understanding of what they could do for a missing person. I feel like they are probably at the capacity and sort of like, I, I, there's more than one, unfortunately, like there's more than one missing person going on or issue happening where mm-hmm. they're doing what they can, but it's one of like 15 cases they're dealing with versus just like the case that is on yeah. their mind. I thought that they were, they're um, uh, incompetent and they were unsympathetic, mm-hmm. you know, like they really kind of didn't, it didn't seem like they cared. And I think that, you know, we don't know how many other times this has happened in other places, but before, like, like mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about, it, like, social media played a big part in mm-hmm. in Moore's disappearance. Um, and I think that if that wasn't such a thing, we probably wouldn't even know about this, and we wouldn't even know how bad the cops fucked up. Yeah. But there was such a spotlight on them because this case ended up being so such a mystery and had so many holes. Well, speaking of holes, I think it's <laughs> weird because you guys noted that Fred... Yeah, I didn't make a sex joke. You all thought it. Um, I just had so many jokes that came to my head. Um, Not the time. Fred didn't sit down with the police for For apparently five and a half years. Yes. So he didn't. But he claims that he definitely gave like an initial interview. But that's also like, no, I definitely did it. Like, you know what I mean? It's sort of like a weird. Well, I'm sure he sat down with them initially, but maybe he didn't give a formal interview. Yeah. And then. People are so quick also to be like, Fred had something to do with it. And then he wasn't helping by also just like kind of like reprimanding and yelling cops, railing against the cops and then not even fucking talking to them. So I think people were just like, what is going on? There's so many things that were mismanaged by everybody. But I guess I would also be wary of talking to the police under any circumstance. So who didn't? I don't know. I was like, what am am I going to get from that? And it's sort of an interesting thing that you touched upon how like social media played a factor into this yeah where Mm -hmm. it was like sort of because this happened i know it's like a weird thing to think about a time when facebook wasn't ruining Mm -hmm. our world or our entire world (laughs) right what a world yeah (laughs) she went missing like the week facebook started right right so this is kind of a thing where now her the public could weigh in yeah like and people were talking about it was now millions of people online and kind of just everyone giving information and stuff like that, that which is kind of impressive because facebook back then didn't even have a way to notify you when someone posted on your wall yeah. you would just have a, to check it all the time yeah but i mean 
I think this is kind of because it was the first thing that was mm-hmm. in the vein of a public opinion and everybody has an opinion and we all think I think that's why there were so many different theories as to what happened because mm-hmm. all of a sudden we gave everybody uh, a way to chime in and say what happened so some of the theories uh, we're going to discuss we're not going to get into all of them because some of them are wild and out there wild. but some are like the main ones um, and I can't wait to hear what you guys yeah. think happened because I know what I think happened yeah, I definitely well, have solved yeah. the case with uh, me and I my think internet connection Laura come on out yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's <a> special <laughs> guest yeah. No, Uh, but uh, Uh, no, she's dead. One of the first ones, (laughs) she's for sure dead. One of the first ones, and Sarah kind of touched on it that like the police or like the idea that she just ran away, and the police were kind of writing it off as that because people were saying that you know she had everything packed, she kind of put ducks in a row, she was calling things, she just wanted to kind of get away and run away, which no one really like the family doesn't totally believe, and not a lot of Mm -hmm. people believed but um the boston globe reported that she like very like strategically packed all of her belongings into boxes before she left so it's sort of like a and like removed art from her dorm room so that was kind of like a peculiar like detail that someone would you have to have a process or like some reasoning behind like stripping your life bare before mm-hmm. heading out right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then again i i did read that umass had a long winter break so that maybe is why she packed up all her stuff. Yeah, because in college you get like a month and a half off for Christmas. But that's a like. But I've never. Well, I went to college like really far from home, so I never packed up my room. Yeah. And like taking yeah. posters off is a kind of weird. Like yeah, because if you're coming back for the spring, you're still gonna love friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> that poster still, still gotta have there. that Audrey yeah. Hepburn. <laughs> but also oh, everybody. Oh, but there was also they said that she left an e- the email from the the email exchange with her and Billy yeah. on top of one of the boxes as if to be like hmm. this is why I'm mm-hmm. I don't know it just seems that like seems it like that's how I would like leave clue. a boyfriend who cheated on me you know pack up all your shit like ghost and like leave mm-hmm. a note I don't yeah. know though know. yeah yeah and of course there's also the theory that she just wandered away from the accident and died of natural exposure oh. because it was so cold yeah but they have yeah. yet to find a body or bones but i mean if she was drunk she could have wandered and just gotten lost and then but then there's the fact that the back. bloodhounds lost the scent 100 yeah. feet so it doesn't to me that doesn't seem very likely yeah because also i'm assuming she'd be like having like some blood or lesser like and getting it, in a car crash yeah some scratches where there'd be more traces of her like DNA? Especially when you drink, you bleed more. Yeah. Also, I feel like if she had taken her phone and her cards with her, at some point they would find that if she had dropped yeah. it in the snow. And she brought the alcohol, so just like even like empty, like some some. Yeah, type you'd of think trail. that they would find some sort of trace if yeah. she had just died in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a theory that she just got picked up by someone nefarious. The first Uber, yeah. <laughs> the first Uber. Yeah, Maura's brother even told the Boston Globe the likely scenario is that she got picked up by someone. Um, personally, this is my theory. Um, and another thing bolstering this theory is that Faith Westman, who was the female witness who initially called 911, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she told a dispatcher that she could see a man in Mora's car smoking a cigarette. This is per the Whitman Hanson Express. In a later interview with Mora's father, Faith and her husband said that they couldn't actually agree on a description of the person they think they saw in the car. She thought that she'd seen a guy with a cigarette while the husband thought it was a woman on her cell phone and they both saw a red light. So the woman thought that's from the tip of a cigarette. 
the guy thought that it's from a cell phone. I don't know how narrow cell phones were back then, <laughs> but that seems weird. Um, there was also a witness who thought she saw Mora with an older man, and we have a clip of that. She saw a young woman with an older man, a man probably in his 60s. The young woman had her arms folded in front of her and seemed to be mouthing the words, help me. The woman finally realized what was happening, but before she really had a chance to do anything about it, the young woman and the man left. The woman did not get license plate numbers or any further of a description of this young girl. She swears that this young woman is Mara Murray. That witness Whoa. was drinking Skyblue. Yeah, I'm thanks yeah. for being helpful. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? That's like that Mad TV. Like, this man, he looked like a man situation of just, yeah. like, having no uh, details. It's like, like oh, yeah, yeah, I saw this, but I didn't get any info. That was, like, <laughs> I watched um, the Phoenix Colden documentary on iTunes, or on Oxygen, and this woman, like, claims that she saw Phoenix, who was, like, this woman who had disappeared on a plane and, like, didn't alert anyone until the plane landed and she went to, like, the Southwest counter or whatever. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Page a flight attendant. Yeah, say that now. Like, If that button is not for finding missing people, then why do you have that, like, call the well, flight attendant button? Come on. It's yeah. an interesting thing where I feel like that also comes with the social media thing. Like, people now, like, saying things to get a little five minutes or five seconds That's of true. fame of being like, I saw this, interview me type of situation. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could definitely be true. Um, so, sir, you said you believe this theory. Do you think that she was picked up by... Because there's the two things where she was picked up by it's just bad luck. She was literally just... It was a murderer that was driving by and got her. Or do you think she was picked up by a friend? No, I think that she was just picked up by a random murderer because... <laughs> Just Guys, so, you gotta look out. They have the license plate that says that. RM. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, think about it. This girl had gotten <laughs> into like two car accidents in like what? Maybe 40 or Not 48 hours, yeah. whatever. Double of 48 yeah. is 96 hours. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, I don't like, know. don't ask me. She has bad luck, and <laughs> we know that true. for a fact. And so, why is it such a strange leap to believe that she just had even more bad luck? And also, her, she was drinking so her judgment was a little impaired she was, yeah she could have been drinking her judgment could have been impaired she was also just drunk, like yeah. vulnerable if she was drinking yeah and so you think it was somebody that she didn't know that was like i'll take you sweetheart and then just, yeah oh yeah yeah i purse that's, that's what i think I that's feel such like she's a in bad Canada, one. but I don't know why I'm just insane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the other thing is that yeah. people think that she was picked up by friends and now she's living she's and flourishing Canada. with a child right? in oh, Canada. Yes. She's Justin Trudeau's assistant. That's <laughs> such a bizarre I just, theory. I kind of want to ask you about that because how do you think that she had the wherewithal to disappear to Canada and why would she ditch her car? I don't I feel like it was one of the cuz like the way that she had so much um stress going about her and kind of what made me think about that was that she left West Point, like, in very stressful circumstances, just completely went to UMass. So then she escaped, like, the our relationship with her boyfriend, like, physically and stuff like that. And then when a lot of things were piling up with her family and, like, school and things like that, I feel like she's someone who was just, like, a little, like, some issues with, like, stress and, like, some things going on in her brain. And, like, when the going gets tough, she just is like, I'm starting over. Yeah. So I feel like that and, like, getting cash and things like that. But then why take the credit cards and never use them again? I feel like just like to make like she probably because I feel like it was sort of a thing where she was like, oh, uh, I already called the cops. She was wrong. She probably did something. She's like, oh, if I don't if I take my credit cards, they might not know whose car. That, like, I don't know. I feel like she wasn't always with her brain where without. And also all of this was done after half a box of Franzia. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, okay, so you noticed some other connections, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was definitely um, 
around the same time that Maura went missing, um, there was also a few other girls that had gone missing. So people were trying to tie in this theory about a serial killer. Um, so actually, the same day that Fred had held a press conference, uh, press conference, sorry, at the Woodsville American Legion Hall, um, uh, kid that did that with the parents of Brianna Maitland, who was a 17-year-old girl who was last seen. Uh, leaving a waitressing job in Vermont, and that was about six weeks after Maura went missing. And there was a lot of similarities, like her car was just kind of found abandoned. Um, and so a lot of people were like, ah, this is the work of one guy. Um, and then there was also the parents of another girl named Amy Riley, who was also uh, had gone missing, and she had last been seen leaving a bar. But that was back in 2003, but she actually was found. Her body was found in 2004 in a pond. Um, but still kind of close to New Hampshire. It was still only about tw- 120 miles out. So do you think it was a serial killer? I don't think it was a serial killer at all. Mm. I, I no, I think somebody picked her up, but I think that they, it was oh, an acquaintance. Okay. I'm kind of going on the, hmm. um, the oxygen had this medium come out and she was oh like, Oh my God. <laughs> 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 as, a, as a size large, serious? I have issues with that. Uh, yeah. She had a medium come out and that I, I think there is, there's like this other possibility that it was just accidentally like she got brought to a party and she like overdosed. And I don't believe that that was it, but I do believe that she was picked up and something random happened. I believe that her death was accidental. Interesting. Here's who I think picked her up. Okay. Um, and okay. So a while after the disappearance, a man came forward with a rusty jackknife. Trustworthy <laughs> individual. Yeah, um, very New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he basically suspected that his brother might have been involved. He had a history of violence, I guess. Um, but the police like didn't really take it seriously. They didn't accept the jackknife. Their brother was not considered a suspect. I think Fred Murray ended up with this knife. Oh, God. So then... Here's what happens. So there's an A-frame house about a mile from the crash site. They take cadaver dogs there. These dogs go bonkers, which I guess identifies possibly human remains. This very A-frame house had formerly been the residence of this dude, mm-hmm. his brother, with a jackknife. Wow. Um, and... A sample of that carpet from the house was sent to the police, but the results have not been released to the like, public. Why? Just, just let release I, that annoys me <laughs> let so us much. Sleep at night. Yeah. But I bet it's just because they didn't find anything and they don't want to be like, we didn't even well, know how I think to test they d- it. I think, though, if they did find something, they can't release that because they don't want to tip off the, co- uh, the a, perp. Yeah. Because I, I don't know who this guy is or where he is right now. Because yeah. I feel like you So that's what I think. I think this guy, like, Came out of his house. I mean, it's a mile. It's like a 20 minutes walk. Yeah. He came out of his house, like intercepted Mora. This just seems the most likely to me. And I wonder if it's something where they can't release information because this is just like it contains more than some DNA. So it could be linked to something bigger there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's ongoing. Yeah. It's yeah. Ongoing. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just that's that's so creepy. But there's so many creepy and weird things that um have been about wait did you tell us what you thought happened i'm the justin Trude- i'm canada. the canada <laughs> oh you're canada you really do think she's canada i thought so that was a joke that way but yeah i really do i don't know why i kind of just well because in the track record do i think she's still i feel like she might not be with us anymore just because of the, the way that her life goes it seems yeah but i feel like she was just someone who like really and i know people like like this like when something happens they just need to run 
So it's sort of like she just didn't want to deal with anything. It was kind of like jumping, jumping, jumping. Yeah. And then it was just like, I'm going to, I'm going Border to. jumping. Yeah. How do you think she got to Canada? I feel like it could have been, it was like a hitchhike gone not as bad situation. Where okay. Someone, took them there and they just kind of were able to cross. So you think it was mm. a random person that took her there? You don't yeah. think it was the tandem, it was a friend? Because my thing is like, with if it was a friend, there would have been like a phone, like, because you can't just meet up, like, it, it, you would have had to contact them. Well, she to, hadn't called anyone. Yeah, so yeah. Like, there was no traces to anything right. of yeah. like a friend to me and it's not like she was on a street right outside of you, like, I, and like she wasn't just like waving for someone because she's scattered. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, why don't you just explain this tandem thing that you're kind of alluding to, Casey? Oh, the ta- well, the tandem thing is just that she was picked, she was followed and picked up by a friend. So I think we all like. So it's again one of the the theories that she just walked a little bit and was picked up by somebody. But the tandem theory is that she was picked up by a friend who then. Um, kind of covered for took her to Canada as one of. Is, I guess I, I have issues thing. believing that because it doesn't I, seem like she had called a friend yeah. and like no. how was she gonna like set this up telepathy? I don't and know. And also my thing is maybe I that hour like a friend would have <laughs> maybe like, like now a friend could have should have come forward and there would also been like a friend right. of a friend like, like what's like, the oh, benefit to keeping that secret for yeah. so long? Like at least just let the family rest. And also I yeah. watched like seven seasons of Pretty Little Liars. That friend <laughs> that friend would have told a friend that they were picking up Mora. They like, would have cracked. It would have cracked. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I will say I do think and this is kind of like there's there's a couple other like weird little details that that um we're just going to mention here. I, I think Kate knew uh, her friend Kate as we mm-hmm. mentioned the last mm-hmm. person to kind of see her at this party. I think Kate did no more but you're right like it doesn't make sense that she wouldn't have said anything after all this time but she didn't tell them anything this was like her best fucking friend and she didn't give them any that's what you think that that's what makes you think she knows more than she's letting on yeah because she like didn't give up any information it's like kate you were you but what do you mean what if she just didn't know it yeah because there's a lot of things people don't like and especially someone like mora who seems to kind of work dance around topics and kind of quickly like put on defenses i feel like maybe what's to we're st- just speculating, we're speculating with yeah. Yeah. but what's to stop her from like also not telling like a f- her friend something i guess there's no reason i guess just i just think that if it's her best I, i'm just going yeah. from yeah i a, guess a it's like has like, she not given she any info told. or help in like an obstructive kind of way yeah. or is it just like oh yeah. this bitch hasn't been helpful well she you had, know it's uh, the, yeah. i think i feel like it's the same like i i think that she was not helpful and she okay. was kind of like mm-hmm. shady kind of just like me you know like mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't helpful so that's just one of the weird things that i that i thought was weird uh, obviously we talked about fred not sitting down with the cops but also the cops never interviewed her sister even after 15 years so- after 15 fucking years, weird. they didn't talk to. That's mad weird. Yeah. yeah especially because that was one of a, what even if we were able to like detect that. That's kind of what. podcasters yeah. were able to be After like, hey. After a class of Franzia that we were like, yeah. I think set her off. Should we all get jobs at the New Hampshire PD? <laughs> I mean, we apparently we I probably could have. Yeah. We could have cracked <laughs> that case. Yeah. Yes. Um, and obviously we're doing this in just one episode of a podcast. But um, this is something that I thought was, was so weird. There's there's a couple other podcasts going on about Mormor. There's like literally one just, I think, called The Disappearance. Missing Mormor. Mora Murray. Missing Mora Murray. It's got like 200 episodes. But these guys. Too many. So <laughs> weird. Too late to start That's now. Yeah. It's but. These guys have gone through some very, this is a very, very ominous. These guys have gone through some weird, weird shit. So something that we didn't mention was that um, when they started the podcast, they were sent an email from an anonymous and they tried to track the, the what is it? The IP, IP. IP address. Yeah. They tried to track it. They basically were given coordinates that said, stop looking. And they were giving mm. these coordinates as to where they were alluding that the body of Maura Mori was. Mm-hmm. So they tried twice to go and find this and each time each day without mentioning it out loud or without doing anything each day they attempted it 
they were sent another like email being like don't do it or something weird like what? they were basically yeah so where they're like are we being hacked like how do they know so the first time they were going to go do it because there was all this sketchy stuff the guide that was going to take them through this mountainside uh-huh. was like fuck you guys Holy I'm not God. taking you there oh, no. and then the second time they actually did end up doing it um, but the same thing happened on the same day. They were like on their way to the mountain and they got an email and they were like, holy shit, it's the same person. It's their FBI uh, agent. Yeah. The one assigned to them. Yeah. Yes. So, but like how crazy is that? Is that? So weird. Um, other weird little facts. Wait, just, so they didn't find anything, obviously. No, they went to the thing it. and it was like, that would have been mm. episode 201. <laughs> you're right, you're right. No, yeah. it was, they they went there and there was like literally nothing there. It was weird. just a bunch of, that is so weird. Um, just things. Um, weird little details also. Moore's mer- uh, mom actually has since passed. Um, but she passed away on Maura's birthday. That's sad. But I think you can <laughs> die of a broken heart, literally, because yeah. Carrie Fisher's mom died like three days or uh, so, so short after yeah. Carrie yeah. died. Yeah, just a weird coincidence. Just a weird, weird coincidence. But I know for her whole family, they're like, so that day is just a little weird in our house. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, there's also reports uh, that lots of the people at UMass, which this is, and this is why maybe I'm going with Kate knows more because okay. there was there was reports that people at UMass said that she was telling people she was fucking out of there. She was telling people she was going places. I don't know. I'm just like, what just tell is us wrong what's happening? With you? Yeah. I know. I know. Because that's either like, say what you know, or I'm like going back to the cynic in my mind of people just want to talk about this to right. talk about it and get a little yeah. recognition. And it could just be like total confirmation bias too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, like, just, oh yeah, I totally knew that. I, yeah. I knew that all. Along. Oh, she said she was doing something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I heard she. I she know. like Franza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like everybody wants to be part of the story. Um, and then another thing that I'm just going to touch on for just a second before we kind of uh, move on here is that uh, one of the main people that have been reported that have reported about Maura Murray's is a guy named James Renner. Um, and he is like, he's kind of a controversial figure because Absolutely. He's, he got <laughs> a little obsessed. Like he yeah. literally said it was like ruining his life. His family. Right. He, he wrote, wrote a, a book. He wrote a mm-hmm. book. He did all kinds of things, but his theories are so fucking different than every, like he's convinced mm. that Fred is like, the biggest part of the missing thing, Fred, her dad, obviously. Right. Um, yeah. He's He's got all these kind of other weird, wonky theories, and he's essentially had to, like, shut down the site that he had devoted her, because, I mean, like, he's kind of been into her for That's like a long time. Yeah. yeah, I think in the book, I know he caught some flack because I think people thought he was, like, alluding to Fred having, like, abused her, her mm-hmm. and I'm like, bro don't like grasping for things that aren't like that's pretty fucked up i know we've made a lot of fucked up jokes today but like yeah even we have a line somewhere to do that to a guy who's just like grieving so much trying his hardest to find his missing daughter and then like this guy just coming up and making a website yeah basically like propaganda against him and ripping him apart well i think i read that that renner claims that he was not alluding that but people nonetheless think that he was there's so, only so many ways that you can you, you yeah. can't really misconstrue uh, something like that like i think alluding uh, i mean i mean i didn't knows? read the book so i don't want to no. like say for sure no yeah. but this guy was a huge so i mean like if you're interested to see what his theories were they were they were very different than the most um talked about ones so take a peek at okay at his so side our theories are canada <laughs> picked ski up ski house Picked up by <laughs> the ski boys. Ski boys. Uh, I think she was picked up by these by these people that she kind of knew, and I think it was a murder gone wrong that they had to cover up. Well, or a death gone. I wrong. was gonna say, do any murders go right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. Viola then, Davis knows how to get away with murder. I guess you have a point. You're there. right. Okay. And then my theory is, a frame house dude intercepted her, 
And there have actually been some new developments that <gasps> point to me being right. So, ha. Stop it. Um, <sighs> I This article came out literally a month ago on Oxygen. So, Julie Murray, who is Maura's sister, told Oxygen that apparently two different cadaver dogs responded to what could be human remains in the basement of a home right near the site of the crash. So we don't know for sure. It wasn't stated explicitly that that's the A-frame house. Right. But it seems likely. And the reason that they found that out now is because the, f- the house switched owners. And the owners let Fred Murray, like, get cadaver dogs in there. They sent ground-penetrating radar that also had a positive hit at that oh house. Oh, God. Um, and basically, the family's like, do what you want. Um, so... The cops have not dug up that basement, but so now the family might actually go and do it themselves, which is nuts. Why would you want to see that? I know. <laughs> but I mean, just for like, they're, try- they're trying to get like any sense of closure also. I mean, yeah. it's sort of, they've had to kind of do this entire investigation. I feel like they put in the grunt of the manpower, so it's sort of just yeah. another thing they have to do. I feel yeah. like this family, these homeowners are like the real MVPs because oh. they're like, sure, just come and tear up our new basement. <laughs> I hope it's not yeah. finished. If it's, oh my God. Oh, if there's a Jennifer's convertible in there, oh my God. I, <laughs> I got so confused when it said the you said the family was gonna. I thought just the new family was like, we'll find her, and not Morris. <laughs> no, family. they're like here, just go in. But oh they literally God. are just like here, just go in oh, and no. dig it up. I'm like, oh what? My God, Insane. how wild. Oh. So yeah. All right. Um, do you guys think that this is ever gonna be solved? I. I guess that's kind of hard to say. I would, in, in my mind, I would hope so. But I for mean, sure. it's also been going on for, yeah. I feel like it's one of the, it's just getting colder and colder. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've just been so invested that just for selfishly, I'm like, I need a button. I need, like, yeah. I need to know what the fuck happened to this girl. It, it's because there's just, yep. there's too many. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we, we only touched on some, there's still oh. more theories. There's so much information. We so could be much. here for four hours. Yeah. I mean, literally, there's 200 episodes of a fucking podcast. Yeah. Right. Um, the two documentaries. It's just, it's, it's honestly like, it's so, I, I really would like to see it, but yeah. I don't know. I don't well, think what it's going to be. What would shock you the most if the police were like, we found it. If I came tomorrow and I was like, I solved it. We Canada. did it. Canada would <laughs> shock me. What would I agree. Canada <laughs> would absolutely. If she was I'm just targeted? like getting groceries. No, just, yeah, yeah, sorry. We're <laughs> personally <laughs> victimizing you. No, I know. It's fair. Um, I feel like what would shock me most if, if any of her family members were involved. True. Because right now I think that is completely yeah. unreal. They Hands have just like, a hurting family who is trying yeah. to like. Who? A lot of them also fried like wasn't even in the state Not at the in time. The state. We don't in, even know where the sister was. They've put in their entire life to the, her, like especially her dad has put his entire life census into mm. it. So much money, so much time. If I heard that he remotely had any like percentage of something to do with it, I would be completely shocked. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Aside from Canada, are, yeah. What about you? What do you think? I mean, just just Canada like <laughs> Canada. I, would, is I think crazy. I would be the most shocked if she were alive because yeah. it's like it takes a lot of effort i would imagine and coordination to truly just disappear mm-hmm. yeah so that that would just be it. unfortunately as <laughs> bad and fucked up as that is yeah. to say yeah. like that would surprise me the most yeah do you think do you, do you guys i mean you don't think she's dead you think she's no i can. think she i think she went to canada but is most likely dead now you uh, think she's dead uh, yeah she's dead i yeah. think so i mean I it's been so too. i mean what, that would 15 be the years? other huge shock to you that if they instead of finding out yeah if they just found out that she was alive this whole time that would be truly wild yeah Yeah. i think because that is one thing that her parents kept like her dad kept saying he's like she would have called right yeah 
It's crazy. We don't know. Maura Murray had many sides to her. True. Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys have theories, thoughts, feel free to send us an email at natc at batches.com. DM us at natcpod on Instagram and also Twitter. We have a Facebook page, not another true crime page. Look it up. And then we also have a group that's a fun secret group that you can request to join. It's called Not Another True Crime Group. (laughs) So join there also and discuss. Um, You could find me on Instagram, Sarah F. Carter. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Cashmere Danny with a K. (laughs) I'm on Instagram as at CaseFaceB, Case with a C. And if you guys saw on our Instagram, we've been taking suggestions for our sign-offs. So we're going to start reading the best suggestions. And we're going to start this week. Our sign-off comes from Nikki underscore Yaz. And it's until next crime. (laughs) I love it. Fucking love it. Batches.